The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 65. If you are struggling with OCD and anxiety, you can get a free session from me. All you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can send me a message and book yourself in for your free session and there's loads of other resources there as well. Now on to today's show. So the subject today is all about how to spot um, difficult compulsions because with themes like contamination OCD, uh, one of the obvious ones is uh, is hand washing. It's the one which, which is spoken about the most and obviously that's a physical compulsion and it's fairly obvious when we're doing that. But with OCD, there, there often tends to be a lot of mental compulsions that people are performing. I'm sure you're aware of uh, the term um, pure O. It's often uh, used to describe this type of OCD. I don't particularly like it because it's quite misleading. Uh, it basically means purely obsessional, like uh, you don't have any any compulsions. But of course, with OCD, it can't be OCD uh, if, there, if there isn't any compulsions. And so with this type of mental um, OCD where everything is in the head there are definitely compulsions too but they can be a little bit trickier to spot so this episode is all about that how you can spot those compulsions um, some some things that really helped me with that and uh, yeah so lots of skills and techniques that I share with you for, for, for how to be able to spot those compulsions a bit better because obviously if we want to stop the cycle of OCD then one of the most important things is to, is to stop performing the compulsion and we have to know what they are if we want to do that. I really hope you find it helpful as always if you have any questions do please let me know and many thanks. OCD is as tenacious and cunning as a chameleon. With its ability to shapeshift, change colour and form, it can be hard to know when something is OCD or not. If we want to overcome it, we have to stop performing compulsions, but this can be extremely difficult if the compulsions are always in disguise. Luckily though, I discovered some ways around this that really helped me, so I'll be sharing those today. So what exactly are compulsions? Well, the OCD charity OCD UK defines compulsions in the following way. Repetitious, purposeful, physical or mental actions that the individual feels compelled to engage in according to their own strict rules or in a stereotyped manner. I think that's a fairly solid definition there, but it's also important to remember that compulsions can be both mental and uh, physical or the other way around if you like. For the person suffering with OCD though, both physical and mental compulsions can be incredibly hard to deal with. Um, But mental compulsions are often somewhat harder to spot. 
For example, if you struggle with contamin uh, contamination OCD, hand washing is an obvious physical compulsion. But the person may um, also have other mental compulsions that they perform habitually that keeps the cycle of OCD going. And in this example, the person you know, may get better at not washing their hands through ERP, but then they start to perform mental compulsions instead as an alternative way to deal with the anxiety. Or it might be that you struggle with what is often termed pure OCD, meaning uh, purely obsessional, a misleading name that gives the impression that compulsions are not present. And this is where everything takes place in the head and the, you know, the compulsions are normally rumination based around looking for certainty. They can include circular thinking, mental counting and, and this kind of thing. And in both of these scenarios, the compulsions can become very hard, um, but not impossible to spot. So why is this and what can you start to do about it? Well, first off, let's take a look at some of the differences uh, between obsessions and compulsions. Obsessions are basically our thoughts about something. For example, if you struggle with relationship OCD, then you may question if you truly love your partner or if you find them physically attractive enough. Now, these kinds of thoughts on their own are not a problem, and most people experience them from time to time. However, the problem comes when we give the thoughts more significance than they warrant, and we feel that we have to do something with them to get rid of them somehow. Now, generally, this happens because the obsession gives us a lot of anxiety, and somewhere along the line, we've learned that anxiety is bad and that we have to push it away whenever we experience it. And this pushing away of the anxiety is normally the, the compulsion. So, if we take the previously mentioned example of relationship OCD, um, a mental compulsion could be to ruminate on how attractive your partner may be or to compare them to people you see on the street or at work. And the intention here is to eliminate the anxiety by, by getting rid of any doubt that you might have about their attractiveness. But in reality, although you might get a few moments of peace after performing the compulsion, doing so just strengthens the obsession. And before you know it, you feel the urge to perform yet another compulsion. So it's really a zero-sum game. Any benefit you get from performing the compulsion will soon be overtaken by a sudden rush of anxiety. And whilst uh, in this example, I've used obviously the example of relationship OCD, the mechanism here is, is exactly the same for any other type of OCD, um, whether that's, you know, harm or contamination or just about anything, you name it. This mechanism works, you know, in exactly the same way. And it also actually works for you know, things like generalized anxiety disorder as well, which, as we've discussed in previous podcasts, isn't actually all that dissimilar to OCD. Anyway, how can we actually spot these subtle mental compulsions then? Well, the first thing to ask yourself is this. Is what I'm doing right now being done in the service of reducing my anxiety? If it is, then it is most probably a compulsion. And here's a quick list of some of the most common mental compulsions to look out for. Uh, reassuring your, yourself that things are okay. Wishing or should statements. Telling yourself things should be or wishing they were different. Silently saying special words, images or, or numbers. Uh, counting and then recounting. 
making mental lists, reviewing thoughts, feelings, conversations or actions, erasing unpleasant mental images or trying to neutralize unpleasant thoughts. And if you're doing any of these things on the list on a regular basis with the aim of reducing your own distress, then it's quite likely that you are performing compulsions and you need to learn to take alternative action instead. If you find that you still can't um, spot the compulsions, then another approach that you can try and something that I often employ myself is to simply ask if the action you're about to take is helpful or unhelpful. And sometimes in, you know, in the heat of the moment when the, when the obsession is coming on strong, uh, it can be incredibly confusing to try to ascertain if something is a compulsion or not. And actually, it can be counterproductive to do that. And, you know, if you are struggling with this and, you know, you're not sure, um, often it's better to ask yourself this question. Is this action going to help me to be the person I want to be? Is it going to help me live my life by my values? Now, if the answer to this question is yes, then great. Um, carry on with that thing that you are about to do because it's probably a good thing. But if it's not, if it's if it's a no, then most probably, um, you know, it's not helpful. It's it's a compulsion, and you know, you you would definitely benefit from doing something else. Now, the good thing about this approach is it stops the OCD from latching on and trying to find certainty about whether the thing is a compulsion or not. As we know, OCD can latch on to just about anything. Um, And from a deeper perspective like this, we see that whether it's a compulsion or not is actually irrelevant. The important thing is whether the thought or action is helping us. Is it helping us to be in the present, to be there for the people we love and to live our life according to what we truly value? If not, then we can learn to let it go. So if you do want to find out more about what you can do instead of performing the compulsions, then you can check out some of my former podcasts that where I, you know, I, I kind of go into this subject in in detail. Um, but I hope that you found that helpful today. I think this is a really important topic because you know, with um, you know, with pure OOCD, it is very difficult sometimes in the heat of the moment to spot these compulsions. But it's so important that we that we do and that we really try to address that. You may feel like, you know, you've begun to make uh, some progress with your OCD. But if there is, you know, some of this stuff going on, if you if you do have purely obsessional OCD and you're not aware of it, then that can stop you from from improving. And uh, so, yeah, so I hope you found it helpful. If you have any questions, as always, do please let me know. And many thanks. Please remember, if you are struggling with OCD and anxiety, you can get a free consultation uh, with me. All you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com and uh, send me a message and we, we can sort that out. And if you like, you can also follow me on Instagram, Uh, at Robert James Coaching UK. Many thanks. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor 
psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.